Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre K 12 Education Talk Radio on what used to be called Columbus Day, October 12th. Okay, but that's still Columbus Day, but it's usually a Monday. Okay, and I like to call it Indigenous Peoples Day anyway, when we recognize all that happened since. Okay, to the folks who were here first. But at any rate, it is October 1st, October 12th, and we are we have a wonderful guest today, a friend of mine, Gabby Dionisio. Gabby is the copywriter and, and a former, by the way, former high school English language arts teacher over at Rhodes Branding. Rhodes Branding does marketing and branding for schools and school districts, and she's the copywriter over there. And as she said, she's responsible for ensuring that the client's brands, okay, come to life through content strategy and development, perfect for an English language arts teacher. So Abby's going to talk to us about why branding your school district, branding your school, okay, positioning it in the public eye matters, okay, these days. We're going to have a lovely conversation with her. We're going to archive the show over at the place where everything we do is located. That's over at ace-ed.org, home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. Go over to ace-ed.org and see all the stuff we're doing in SEL and teacher retention, our magazine, Equity and Access, all that sort of stuff's over there. Again, ace-ed.org. And without further ado, or any more of me blabbing, here's Gabby. Hi, Gabby. It's Larry here. Hi, Larry. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, me amiga? Everything good? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, it's good to hear from you. Thank you. It's good to have you on the show. I was on your podcast a few weeks ago, and uh, we liked it so much, I figured I'd invite you over here. So I'm glad you're here today. Awesome. Yes, and just as a shameless plug, your episode is going live within the next few weeks as well. So that'll be something that your listeners have to look forward to also. I hope they go over there. And where would they go to hear my incredible voice and yours as the hostess? Oh, absolutely. They would go to roadsbranding.com slash podcast. The episode um, or the podcast name is Productive Disruption, so they can look that up anywhere that they get their podcast as well. Thank you, Gabby. And uh, this podcast is live right now, but it will be up on site as soon as we're done pretty much. So please, everybody, enjoy it. We're going to have a great time and tell your friends about it. So, okay, Gabby, first of all, I just want to ask this, and I always am interested in this. Okay. Teachers have a lot of skills, all right? And I don't want teachers to leave the classroom, but some do. They get burned out. They're not effective anymore. They just need to change whatever the case may be. Talk about your little journey from being an English language arts teacher over to Rhodes Branding. And by the way, you're still in education and doing a heck of a lot for that. But just tell people about that. Thank you. Yeah, and and I joke, now I'm in education Still, I'm just on more of the creative side of, right. of the, the institution, if you will. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I taught for about three years. I taught high school English, which was the most wildly exhausting, exciting, invigorating three years that I could have ever had, especially right out of college. And cool. then as I started to look at what I wanted my next step to be, um, I, I wanted an area that would give me a little bit of growth and a little bit more of of, of opportunity, and I was really missing the, the writing skills that I had um, always refined and worked on, whether it was in high school or college or in my free time. And when I saw that Rose Branding existed, and I didn't know that this side of education was real, and to be honest, I think it's still something very new, 
um, in terms of, you know, branding for schools. It's not something we always hear often, um, but it's incredibly important. And so I knew yeah. that I could bring my background in education with my love for writing and roads branding has allowed me to kind of marry those two um, passions, if you will. And so that's how I, I ended up here. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing all around, I got to tell you. Okay. And, and I always like that, you know, teachers have great skills. All right. And what you said a minute ago struck me that, uh, you know, a lot of educators, they're involved in the K-12 system, but they don't realize there's an entire grouping of industries that are behind that system. Okay. All the, all the right. companies that manufacture products, they offer services, et cetera, et cetera, plus companies like Rhodes Branding. Okay, who right. offer that particular service to schools, which is, if, if I may, and I want you to just talk about this for a second, a marketing service, which I think in this day and age, there is competition in school if, about schools. There's all kinds of schools out there. Parents have choice. I think that's fine. Okay, so you have to make your school's position well known. All right. And also in this day and age, people are attacking schools and schools have to, if I may, defend themselves to some degree. That's okay, too. Okay, shouldn't, be, shouldn't just be a given. All right, and just talk about Rhodes Branding for a second, the company you work for, before we get into the how and why of branding. Yeah, absolutely. And so one thing that you just said, too, that I want to speak to is, you know, there are so many different things that teachers can do. And, of course, we want teachers to stay in the classroom. But as somebody who was formerly in the classroom, I understand that drive or the um, – not the drive necessarily, but the decision that you, you want to do something else or something different, right? And that's okay. And I think, you know, one of the things that I've had many conversations over the last few months being here with just girlfriends and friends is just, I didn't know this side of education existed. I didn't know that exactly. this kind of field was, was possible. Um, and so to talk a little bit about what the company does, so we're a, a branding agency that works with K through 12 school districts. We work with all different schools, whether you're private, public, charter, et cetera. Um, and so we really focus in on a multitude of things. So we could help on the marketing side when it comes to enrollment strategy, recruitment, mm -hmm. retention strategy. Um, and then the other side that I'm more heavily involved in is the visual identity. Um, and so when it comes to a school's identity assets of your, your logo, your messaging, how are you reaching your audience? What's the, the tonality, what are the types of, of words that you use? How do you look visually? How do you make sure that your visual assets are consistent on all types of social media or any literature that you put out um, in the way you're communicating with your audience, right? And so I think the, the interesting thing that we don't often do is, is look at K-12 as a business. And what I mean by that is every business has a, has a client, right? And so when I was teaching, I would always joke my clients were just 15, right? And that was okay. <laughs> um, but regardless, you're always speaking to your client. You're always speaking to your audience, right? So making sure that you have the correct assets in place to make sure that you are communicating with them well. And that in itself can be a struggle, right? It's not an easy task to take on, which is why or when we step in is to help make that conversation a little bit more streamlined. Yeah, and I love the way, by the way, a couple of things. I love the way you described yourself to me, and again, I know Gabby, but she described herself as a copywriter. Okay, and then you described yourself just now as someone who handles, and I love this phrase, all the identity assets, in this case, of, of schools. 
All right. And that includes, you said this, visual, written, et cetera, et cetera. So copywriting these days, if I'm reading you, is really helping to define through a visual or, or written way, okay, where what, what a school's position is in this case, schools, okay, what a product's position is in schools are a product, I hate to say it, the school district, et cetera. Okay, so I thought it was really interesting the way the word copyright now expands to what I love this phrase again, identity assets, describing yeah. the identity assets. It's great, Gabby. Okay, I love that one. Yeah, and, All right. and truly yeah. it is. It's such a, a team effort. We have an incredible designer on staff who I get to work with very closely where he handles the visual, I get to handle the writing, and I think when you have those two strengths that come together, you really can make something absolutely beautiful. Um, and so it is, it's, it's it's such a teamwork, teamwork effort. I will say that. It really is. It really is. And just out of curiosity, I just want to explain this. I'm going to get down to the nitty gritty here. Okay. Uh, describe a project that you were on. Okay. And what you were doing so that, so that our audience of educators can understand how this works. Just, just describe your favorite project so far or one of them. Sure. So we worked with a, um, a charter school in right near the Myrtle Beach area. So if you're in the South, right, everyone knows Dirty Myrtle. Um, so we, we worked with the school Social Leadership Academy. And um, they came to us. <laughs> they came to it. us um, for, for a few different reasons, but the, the main one that I was able to have my hand in um, was the rebrand, right? And so when you look at a rebrand, we look at everything that they have, and there's such a process that goes into it. So um, our first step when we're doing anything with branding is to host what's called a brand immersion workshop. And that, to me, when I came in, was one of the most eye-opening, insightful things that I had been a part of in terms of working in education. And so we start with a brand immersion workshop where our team takes you through a handful of different um, activities where the focus is to really narrow down the age-old question of who are you. So much easier said than done, right? Um, That's for sure. But we, we walk through a few different activities that take you through your target audience. From there, um, we build out this activity. It's called Sell Me, Don't Sell Me, right? And so we get down to the emotional side of why you exist. What is your school there to do? And now we know, right, every school is there for – you know, the same reason, but every school does things a little bit differently. Your people right. are different, your staff is different, your students may be different. Um, exactly. And so how do we capture how you do what you do that's different than the school down the street? Um, and then how do we bring that to life? And so that initial workshop, which lasts between three to four hours, is really what informs the rest of the process. So from there, we go in and we build out what's called your, um, your brand definition. So we walk through your values, your, um, your internal, your external values. Um, it, it's essentially who you are on paper, right? And then from there, once we get alignment, we're able to move into the design phase. So that's where, you know, I said earlier, we have an incredible designer on staff, Michael Belton, and that's where Michael takes all of this information and he starts to bring the organization or the school to life through the visual aspect of it. And that, to me, is since my skill is so far from, from being a designer, um, I am typically, like, always peeking over his shoulder so curious to see his process <laughs> because, you know, the creative process is called a process for a reason, and it's difficult, and it's beautiful, and it's brilliant, and it, it differs from, from professional to professional. And then um, from there, we're able to, you know, continue to 
um, collaborate with the teachers on staff, the principal, whoever is in that initial process. And I, I will say, and I want to stress this part is, you know, we we get to kind of build the magic, right? But it's with the teachers, the, the principals, the staff in mind, and they have to say every step of the way. So it really is a collaborative process, um, which is what makes it so unique and so special. And so then once everybody's good with the process, everybody feels like it fits them and who they want to be, right? So not just who they are currently, but who they want to aspire to be, then we roll out, right? Then, then we, we set up a plan to make sure everything is launched and it, it comes to life the way that the school envisions it coming to life. Um, and then while the work might be done, it's still always very cool to see, you know, what they do with it. And so another component that I get to have my hand in is the messaging, right? And so this is where the teacher and me gets to come back out is how do you market yourself through messaging, right? How, what are the words you use? What's your tone? How are you supposed to come off? We give examples, we give um, different little charts that make it really easy to navigate for someone who, you know, marketing is not their background, right? And so we try to make it as easy as possible um, while also being informative and collaborative um, and making sure everything, again, is really speaking to who they are and where they want to be. And that was a great answer. Thanks, Gabby. And I, so I'm going to ask you this question. You know, when you said you go in, you you have this meeting at the beginning and you start to ask these uh, these these deeper questions. All right. And I was mm-hmm. thinking, you know, and you said it's not an easy process. All right. And, and my thought was, you know, well, neither is um, neither is therapy, neither is psychology. Right. OK, it's the same basic thing. You suddenly ask to define yourself, all the things that you kind of take for granted about your place of work or, or whatever yourself. Okay. You have to really think about it. It's not that easy a process. And I'm curious as, because mostly educators don't think about these things, but when you guys go in with that, and that's Rhodes branding, when you guys go in to a, um, to a school and you ask these tough questions about help, they have to, they have to tell you how they define themselves or what they want to be pictured as. Okay. What was their reaction to these questions? I mean, it's probably not dissimilar to what I just described, like, whoa, I never thought about that before, or whoa, are we all on the same page here? Well, what, how's that look when that happens? I love the comparison to therapy because, well, you know, of course, two very different things. You could almost look at the processes as being the same because as, as somebody, you know, our educators do so much, right? And so, and they're so knowledgeable and they're able to handle so many things at one time. And then to come in and say, this is what we want you to do and we want you to be a part of something that's going to help the school, I think that's where the buy-in really comes. Um, But at first, you know, anytime it's something you've never done before, I think there's always a little bit of of understandable resistance to a new process. And I think that's just being human, right? And so what we see throughout that initial meeting, that brand immersion workshop, is I'm drawing it with my hand and you can't see it, but it's almost the way you would describe a roller coaster, right, where you, you're kind of you're confused and then you get it and then you're kind of, okay, we're getting there, I see where this is going, and then eventually towards the end is when you're like, oh, okay, I see why we did this, I see why we need to do this. Um, and I had a role in contributing to what we're, we're working towards. So it, it, there's a range of emotions. And I think it's really cool when you start to get this group of people who come in who are arguably 
busy and juggling a bunch of different things as we all are, but to get them together in the room to really have these open and honest and transparent conversations about where they shine and where they might need to grow a little bit and how the branding process helps with that, I think it it makes for a really interesting and open conversation that, in my opinion, can only lead to something positive. Absolutely, and and since we're on the subject, we could use, if you want, we can use that charter school that you were just talking about. Again, when, when all was said and done, okay, how did they define their brand? What were what what did they what were the answers to those questions? What what did they want to get across to the public? The beautiful thing about this school was that it is something that I had never seen, both as a student and then as a teacher. I always taught in traditional public schools. I grew up in traditional public schools, and so the idea of a charter, there was only one in the district that I grew up with, grew up in. So it was still a relatively newer concept to me, though I know it had, mm-hmm. it had been around for quite some time now. But what made this charter so different, even aside from being a charter school, was the people who ran it and the students that enrolled in this school, the big focus was offering a sense of comfort, belonging, and safety. And those were the points that they wanted to stress, right? And so in a traditional public school, you know, you're not always able to do those things. But this school in particular, the people – and let let me just give you an example, too, is we we were on a call one day, and the principal logs in, and then one of her staff members logs in, and she's like, hey, honey, how are you? And this woman was just – she was so kind, and she was so – Oh, my gosh, she almost was like a very nurturing figure. And I think she was a great example of the school that they had um, with Hmm. these kids who maybe didn't thrive necessarily in a larger public school, but they were the kids who needed a little extra. uh, They needed a smaller class size. They needed that nurturing aspect of teachers. Um, And so the big thing, like I said, we wanted to get across the – the belonging, the welcoming environment, and the sense of safety. And even though it, you know, it's still a school and schools are traditional by nature, there was a big non-traditional feel to it, even from the yeah. standpoint that they were not in um, like a normal brick-and-mortar school building. I don't remember what the, the building was prior to them um, building their school in it, but it looks like from the outside, it looks like an office. Like you, you would never mm-hmm. pass them and think it was a school. And so I even think, going, you know, going into the psychology of that, what that does for a, a student, I imagine could be actually very beneficial, especially if there has been a lot of anxiety around um, school for these kids. I, I agree. I agree. You know, school, well, they used to anyway. Okay. I work with a lot of architectural firms. Okay. Schools look different these days and they're building them differently these days, but you can still kind of tell it's a school. All right. But if, when, when you talk about all these other places, you know, I've, I've dealt with schools that were in old supermarkets. They took an old supermarket, giant, you know, grocery store and turned that into a school. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's amazing. And that is part and parcel of the picture. Okay, so in the end, I just want to ask you, I assume this happened, how did they define their brand? Okay, just to give people an idea. What did they say? We are a nurturing, welcoming, different place? What did they say? So I think if you had to ask them, right, and that's what we really want to look for, is how do they define their brand? I think the words that you would hear them say were they focused on belonging, they focused on nurturing their students, um, and they focused very heavily on inclusivity. 
Nice. Nice. It sounds great, and I hope that was a great campaign. So let me ask you this. When all said and done, why does all this matter? Why does branding a school these days matter? I know the answer, but I want you to explain it. No, absolutely. And I think for us to even start, let's talk about what a brand actually is, right? Because I think that's the first hump that we've got to get over, right? And so a brand, put very simply, it's the sum total of emotions and thoughts that your audience has about, in this case, your school. That's it. So all these other things is what leads up to you having a successful brand. Um, we often don't hear the word brand thrown around in education. Um, we should. But we should. We should, we should yeah. right? Because you're speaking to an audience and arguably one of the most critical times in their life, whether, whether they're adolescents or young adults or you're working with new parents, there's a lot of really crucial things happening in your audience, right, in your community's life. And so it's incredibly important that they're having a positive interaction with your school. So you want your brand, if there is any organization that should have a positive brand awareness, it should be school. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we know, we know that's not always the case, right? So when we look at why branding is so important to schools, it's one, like I just said, making sure that the community has a sense of emotional attachment or a positive emotional association to the area. Uh, But it's also, you know, it's the old cliche that perception is reality. And in this case, that's so true for for many, many people. And when we apply that to schools, right, like that's not always um, a positive thing, right? And so when we look at how formative this time is for adolescents for students, we want to make sure that branding in K-12 education um, almost becomes the norm because of, because of how important it truly is to make sure that there is strong brand awareness. And, you know, you bring up a good point, that, and I, I work a lot with NSPRA, the National School Public Relations Association, all right? And you guys know them, certainly, without question. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know them well. Good old NSPRA. And um, one of the things that they're always concerned about, and you just kind of brought this up, was was not only external communication, but internal communication. In other words, you said at the beginning that you wanted the community to feel good about their schools, the sum of all their feelings as the brand. And then you went deeper and you said, but it also matters to the internal. Okay, the students have to feel that way, too. Okay, they're the inter- yeah. they're, not, they're quote not the community. They're the they're the consumers. Okay, right. and right. Right. if I may, okay, and they have to feel good about it too. And if they don't feel good about it, and if everybody doesn't carry the same weight, okay, carry the same message, okay, there's going to be a serious challenge, okay, about school culture and all that. The branding does matter. Okay, it really, really does. And you know. You know, when we talk about this and you talk about a school as a commodity, what are some of the things that you think are sometimes misunderstood about branding? Most people don't even know that the word branding makes sense, but in, in just the the picture of the school, what are the, what are the things that are misunderstood, if I may? I think the, the, the first question is probably there's a misconception about what branding actually is. A lot of people will use marketing for branding or they'll use a logo design and they'll think that's branding when in reality branding is a really strategic process that why why would you know unless you've been exposed to it right it's why why would you know that it's and you know maybe that's something on the profession 
too is as from the branding side point is how do we make sure that we're getting that message out there clear um, so I would say the first, the first thing is just the idea of the definition of it, um, mainly to hit on the marketing piece of, well, branding is marketing. And uh, while mm-hmm. I understand that thought process, what it really is is that branding leads to marketing. So you mm-hmm. can't have a strong marketing campaign without a strong, strong brand, right? Um, mm-hmm. And the reality Fair of enough. that is because you can't market you can't market something that doesn't exist, right? And so you want to make sure when we're telling these stories and we're having, you know, you brought up a great point earlier is about the internal alignment. How do we make sure that the schools internally are all on board? And that's a question that we often say too when we're working with clients yeah. is we can give you this beautiful, beautiful set of visual identities, messaging guidelines. We can give you a great strategic communication plan, but you've got to execute at the end of the day. And so that's not always something we have to have our hand in. So it really is two parts is, you know, not only are you as a district, are you investing in this and you're buying into this whole process, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of extra work that does come on the district is because now you have to go in and actually do the work. And I think that's the part that sometimes can get challenging. Um, and so the other part of that is probably the misconception is that branding is like a one and done thing when it's, it's not, it's constant work. Your, your brand should last you between five to 10 years. Um, and so making sure that it's strong enough to withhold those five to 10 years is crucial. And, you know, there's an interesting other side to this. And you, again, this is Gabby from Rhodes Branding, Gabby Dionisio from, from Rhodes Branding, one of the companies out there that helps school districts. And, it's an interesting phenomenon. I'm just curious. I don't know if you know this, Gabby, but I'll ask anyway. You know, this is a big part of being a school administrator or a school district administrator. You have to be very, very aware, okay, of your marketing. And very few, if any, are even closely trained or even at the beginning point of understanding marketing and branding. That's not what they were ever trained for. And I don't know if you know this. I know you haven't been there forever or anything like that. You were a young person just getting started in this. How long have you been at Rhodes Branding? I've been here for next month is six months. Six months. So it's you're new to this yeah. and you're great at it, by the way. Okay. And you understand it very, very well. But I, I, you know, the administrators that you're talking to, the school boards, the superintendents, they're not trained in this at all. Okay, they have to be convinced that they have to that this this matters. Okay, and as you talk to your colleagues, you talk to as you learned about school districts and all that. What is is that a big barrier to overcome? Because it, 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 my point is that that administrator, superintendent, educator training has to change from what it's always been. It's a brave new world out there. And I'm just curious what yeah. you're finding as I say those words. Gabby. My uh, initial gut, again, you can't see me. I'm nodding along in agreement because you're absolutely correct. <laughs> Thank you for you're nodding. You're absolutely correct. Um, <laughs> here's my, Thank you, my Gabby, for validation, nodding. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Da-dee-da, da-dee-da. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, I get it. I get it. I do because I think, you know, it's something that if we're not all aware that this exists and that this matters, why should they be on board? It's up yeah. to us to help them see the value. And, and I, think that's, I think that's okay, especially because I feel like this concept is still relatively 
new to schools. Branding's been around forever. It's why some companies are incredibly successful, right? If you look exactly. at, um, you know, certain companies, they, they have an agency, right? And, and so it's the norm in a lot of other different sectors of business. It's not the norm in education. Good point. But I will argue as somebody who I, I often joke, I was completely a statistic. You know, most, most beginning teachers stay for three to five years. I hit my three and I was, I was looking for something to move on to. That's okay. And so I say that because branding has never been more important because we know what's at stake with our teachers leaving right now. We know the vacancies. We hear the statistics. We listen to the news. If there was ever a time to look for an external company to help, it's right now. And I say that as a former teacher, and I say that as somebody who was in that statistical margin of leaving within that three to five year mark. Yeah, because and I'll tell, and I'll say what I say a lot that the, the teacher pipeline is very small these days. Okay, if if you lose a teacher, it's very hard to replace one with a qualified teacher. Okay, you can yeah. replace warm bodies. Okay, but they don't have the the background and all that sort of stuff. A certified teacher to to make things happen. Okay, and and you know and make them done right, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's someone who will stay. You know, so it's 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 extremely important. And th- this is I, your point. You know, was well taken. This is a good. This is an important time for schools and districts to understand the power of this, okay? And that's actually, and I have to say this, and again, I'll bring up Enspra. In many, many schools, how do I want to say this? About 15% of school districts have a professional communications person at working at central wow. administration, about 15%. Wow. That's about all, okay? Now, that's ridiculous in this day and age because communications, just look at social media, communications is everything, okay? Everything, everything. It's everything, and you have to be able to communicate properly, all right? So now you've only got 15% of school districts, okay, who really don't understand how to communicate, and then you've got very, very few educators who understand the importance of branding and the importance of marketing, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're fluffing around out there. That's why you need a pro. Okay, you need a pro in, in your communications department, if I may. You need a pro to do marketing. Okay, that person usually doesn't exist in education, but the agencies do, like Rhodes Branding. And that's why all this yeah. is important. And, and to, to teachers, it may seem like we're saying, oh, what the hell are they talking about here? But I'm telling you, it matters. <laughs> right, Gabby? I mean, it's that simple. It, it, it matters. Does. And I think, it makes I think a difference. if there's anybody to be a skeptic, I think I, I can kind of raise my <laughs> hand and, and – pull the BS card if I thought it was BS, right? And and I don't. Um, And I think that's coming from, you know, I started my career there. You know, I started my career in education, and I think, like, there was nothing ever about the branding process for this company where I was like, no, it's bullshit. I never felt that way. And I think if anyone's going to feel that way, it's probably going to be me. Um, And so, so, again, I say that to say, Skepticism is great, right? It's part of being human is you should be skeptical, especially if you're a consumer. Um, but that's where do your research. Look at case studies. Look at these schools that have a branding agency. Look at how they're likely succeeding in ways that your school might need a little extra help with. Um, and I also think another part of it, too, is willing to admit what your weaknesses are and, you know, exactly. handing that over and saying, this is what I need help with. That takes a, it's a big thing to do. Um, then, Larry, going back to the point that you just made about the amount of 
marketing or communications professionals in schools, not only are there only 15%, but a lot of times with the schools that do have a communications or marketing person, they don't have a team. They're running the show. That's and right. that is not, that, that's not doable. Do I mean, you want to talk about leading to burnout, you put yeah. one person in there to run the whole communications department. And so I think that's the other side of it, too, is, you know, making sure that um, education as a whole starts to see the value, even if it's not with an agency, but if it's internally of recognizing that communications and marketing is not a one-man job, and it never has been. And I'll, I'll tell you something else. There's another thing, and, and you guys at Red Roads know this, Okay. And the fact of the matter is that with school districts, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The wheel is out there somewhere. And when you bring an agency in, if I'm, I'm quite serious about this, you bring in their expertise, okay, and their background. They worked with others in your same position. You're not starting from ground zero, okay? If you're a school district in California, Okay, I'll just use an example. Rhodes Branding, as an example, might be able to bring what they've done in South Carolina to to your work in in California. But you wouldn't know that because you're in California. Okay, so you get a you you know you you get a lot of stuff. You get expertise. You get background. Okay, you get experience. Okay, and I I think it's just important that people you know me Bob Dylan and I we know we both said at the same exact time the times they are changing. I don't know if you know that we work together on that. Yeah, of Okay, but at any rate, when we wrote that song together, okay, the times they are changing. Okay, and things are different out there, and they're exciting at the same time. So you got to jump with the change. Okay, want me to sing that song I wrote with Dylan? The time yes, I mean, you're, you're a man of many talents. Yeah, a lot of people don't know I wrote most of the music you listen to today, Gabby. So there you are. That's all there is to it. Hey, hey this is actually, great. We got, we, we got to go, new friend, okay, mi amiga, okay? You're terrific. I love having you on the show, Gabby. Okay, I really do. Okay. Thank Rhodes you for having Brand, me. You're welcome. Rhodesbranding.com, everybody. Okay, R-H-O-D-E-S, Rhodes Branding. Dot com. Gabby, okay, enjoy Dirty Myrtle Beach when you get down there for the weekend. <laughs> awesome. Dirty Thank Myrtle. you so much for having me, Larry. You're always welcome here. Okay, believe me, you're always welcome here. Thanks, Gabby. You Thank take you. care. All right. Okay. Me too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She's terrific. It's Gabby Dionisio. Okay, RhodesBranding.com. Think I'm kidding? The times they are changing. You can buy my album. Just write me. Okay. Anyway, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org, and everything we do is over there, ace-ed.org. RhodesBranding.com was my guest. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day.